You're listening to Coldo D. Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you for this time of year, and we thank you for the word of God. So we pray you open our eyes to, and speak to us through your word today. Speak to us from your heart. Thank you. You already have through the, our worshiping you today on this Shabbat. So, Gal Enaiba Avitani, Vlaot Metora Techa, Veshem Yeshua, Amen, Amen. Remember that the Bible begins, I've mentioned, I like to share this, I've shared it before, with the Hebrew letter Bet. Let's say Bet, right? Bereshit, Bet. The letter faces forward. Hebrew reads from right to left. So, while we don't know what was before, above, or below, we Look only forward, the direction in which God is revealing himself to us. So a new year, a new time of praying, plowing, preparing, and a new harvest crop to come. So the rains are coming, and I want to talk about that a little bit today, and so is the harvest. But our part is important if we pray, if we pray. And so here's a little review of praying for rain which took place this past week at the end of Sukkot, especially on the eighth day, Shmini Atzeret, which was Tuesday and Wednesday, basically. And, but it's to continue, really, until Pesach, till Passover in Jewish life, uh, the praying for the rain. And so um, Joel 2.23 says, So be glad, children of Zion, and rejoice in Adonai your God, For he gives you the early rain for prosperity. Yes, he will bring down rain for you, the early and the latter rain, as before. Now, there are four different words for rain. And I've taught them a little bit, mentioned them uh, in the Devash Lafiz, the morning devotionals that we're doing on Facebook. We had a little issue there. Miranda was so kind to help work at it. It was frustrating me. Couldn't get it to work, the Kolodi Messianic Congregation Facebook couldn't do it live, so, uh, but it's fixed now, so continue to do that. But anyway, the, the four different words for rain in Hebrew, which have different meanings. So can be, you know, there's a difference between a drizzle rain, obviously, and a downpour, soft or hard, natural rains versus supernatural, uh, time-bound rains. Uh, and so the four words for rain, let me show them to you, are yore, let's say yore, that's the first rain. It could be translated. And, and many times when we see them in the English in the Bible, they're not, it's not clear. And, and, and it's amazing how variant the translations are on them. Sometimes there's not even showing you that the words are different. So it's, anyway, yore is the first or the early or the former rain. Could have any of those translations. The former rain, the early rain, the first rain. After the long, dry summer, which fall at the end of October... So they're coming up soon, coming up soon in Israel. Beginning and through the and they last through the beginning of November, and they bring a lot of joy. Why? Because the fields now can be plowed and prepared for next year's harvest. Then the second word is Geshem. Let's say Geshem. All right, so Geshem is the typical word if you're speaking Hebrew and you're in Israel that you hear for, for rain. Geshem. There's rain coming. Geshem. It's, but it's biblically the winter rains. 
usually pouring down between mid-December and March. Then you have Malkosh, let's say Malkosh, Malkosh, good. And that's the latter spring rains. These are harder rains, harder rains. And they're needed for the barley and the grain harvest. Remember the seven varieties you have in Israel, the uh, figs, the pomegranates, the dates, the, the uh, oh, help me out here, dates, grapes, barley, wheat, figs. I already said that. Pomegranate said that. Okay, we're repeating. All right, but there's seven of them. They're all, they were, there's a picture of them somewhere. Let's, let's go back to the, there's a picture of that. If you can find, there we go. Okay, so here we are. All right, olives. Did we say olives? Barley, grain. Uh, I don't know, are they all here? Yeah, grapes, figs. Okay, I guess they're all here, right? Maybe they're not all there on, on this one. Okay, and this is stuff you make out of them. It makes out delicious salads and stuff. Okay. Okay, I know I'm forgetting something. Did I forget pumpkins again? Okay, no, pumpkins aren't on the list, but we like everyone loves we like pumpkins. All right, so back to the rains. The, so the the malkosh are needed for the barley and the grain harvest. Then matar is the fourth word for rain. Let's say matar. These are a general word. This in, seems to include the words the the yore and the malkosh, the other two rains. It seems to include them. It's the rains of blessing, but it, they're blessing rains when it's used. Uh, including these these other these two time-bound rains. So it's kind of complex, but that's why it depends not on us, but God. That's why the whole thing is our part is to pray, to intercede, to ask, and it's God's part to make it happen. I think this is interesting. It parallels, in a way, the part of the parashah of today of the, um, the temptation in the Garden of Eden, interestingly enough. And maybe I'll get to that. But... <clears throat> but uh, because the, the, they were, the, the whole objective of the serpent was to seduce them from the, the singularity of focus on the Lord into the complexity of trying to do it for themselves. To have the, 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 word, the knowledge of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a tree of totality of knowledge. That's an idiom in the Hebrew, which means I'll have all knowledge. I won't need God. I can know everything without God. But God said, no, I want you to eat from the tree of life. I want you to, to depend upon me. And I think as a parallel, even we can see in God providing the rains at the right time. You see, God knows which types of rain we need at different times in our lives to soften our heart soil, to saturate us, to mature us. Sometimes he's tender and delicate with us, right? Other times he's very tough with us and very direct with us. He knows what we need. It's just like with our children, right? Just raising children, just same thing. He knows what we need to make our root system strong. He knows what we need in order to grow and to ripen and to bear good fruit. He knows what we need, right? To keep it from ripening, the fruit from ripening prematurely and dying on the vine. Did you know that that can happen very easily in Israel? And, and of course, if those of you that are, are, have a farming background, uh, I grew up farming. No, I didn't. <laughs> but if you grew up farming, you, I'm sure you could, t- you could come up here and give us all sorts of illustrations of that in very detail that we'd all learn from. Uh, seeds buried too deep in the ground, right? Kernels drying out, wheat and barley scorched from heat, or rotting from excessive moisture, 
flowers of olive, grape, date, fig, pomegranate, having time to fully pollinate, pollinate, a lot can go wrong. So, praying for the rain, praying for the rain, the right rain to fall at just the right time. Now, there are also wind conditions that were also critical as well, the north and south winds and everything. And this is all how, what we take in context when we read these things in the Bible. Now, I'm going to read something from One for Israel, which is such a great site, so wholesome and healthy, great articles, great information uh, from Israeli believers in Yeshua, Israeli Messianic uh, Jewish believers, Israeli, and uh, One for Israel. And here's something that I uh, saw on this subject. As a rabbi I once knew, he says, said, God didn't choose Egypt with its Nile or a with Egypt with its Nile or Assyria with its Euphrates for his chosen land. And I could, we could add, or Iraq or Turkey with the Tigris. No, he chose Israel without a sufficient natural water resource or source so that the Israelites would have to look up to the heavens to God for their life-giving water. Isn't that amazing? Deuteronomy 11, verses 10 through 12. For the land you are entering to take possession of, it is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and irrigated it like a garden of vegetables. But the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain, matar, matar, from heaven, a land, <coughs> excuse me, by the way, I have a cough. I'm trying to use, my wife said, use the mask today. I have COVID, and I'm trying not to, no, I don't have COVID. <laughs> I, she, she made me run and get tested last night. <laughs> she made me run and get, run over and get tested last, she came with me, got tested last night, and the doctor was super nice and actually got, made it rushed. He was just, I guess God blessed me with favor with him. He said, I'm going to rush this, and, and I had the, he said, you'll have the answer by eight or nine. I said, I need to know because I don't want to go and infect you know, people, and uh, you'll have it by 8 or 9, and actually, like, I think I checked it, like, 1 a.m., and the answer was already, they already had, and said it was negative, so I'm not, so I just got something else, so, yeah, I already had it a long, a while back, so I, anyway, I didn't want it again, but uh, I pray you don't have it, but, so, I'm not, in fact, worried, just, so if I'm coughing, don't, uh, I'm, but I will use the mask, anyway, so, let me continue. He said, this, this says, listen to this, this verse in Deuteronomy 11. <clears throat> he says, it's by the, it drinks water by the rain. This is the word matar from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it. Isn't that amazing? From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. If that's not a reason to go visit Israel, nothing is, right? You've got to go visit Israel. All right. Um, hopefully this year, the Lord will enable all of us to go. Uh, so, God puts it, puts us, uh, this is me, let me say, God puts us, like Israel, in a position where we need him, doesn't he? Where, and we cannot compare ourselves with those who don't know him and may seem self-sufficient around us, right? Like Egypt, like Assyria. Well, we don't, they, they don't seem to need the Lord like we do. Why are we always, why are we having these troubles? Because you belong to the Lord, and God's got his hand on your life. That's why. 
say, why does God have to, why do I have to have these troubles? My friend who doesn't know the Lord, he seems to, everything seems to go so smooth all the time. Well, you're not them. God's got his hand on you. God is shaping you for the kingdom. God is shaping you for eternity. To be, you're being shaped like the, his son in, in uh, Romans 8, 20, 29, right? And into the likeness of his son. So you have a much greater destiny. So don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself to someone that doesn't know the Lord or that someone isn't living for the Lord. So even if they do know the Lord, God says not that we would have our sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. 2 Corinthians 3, 5. He's our sufficiency. Deuteronomy eleven fourteen. he says, Then I will give rain, matar, matar, for the land in its season, the early rain, that's yore, there it is, yore, and the late rain, so the early, the, like the fall rain, and the late rain, that's the spring, malkosh, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and olive oil. God himself would see to the irrigation of Israel, unlike the surrounding countries who could count on huge rivers on the ground. Israel had to look up to heaven and relate to God for the blessing of rain. The word we use today in Israel, uh, more often, as uh, this article said, is Geshem. And this, the writer of the article didn't mention the name, uh, says one of his favorite passages, and I want to mention, focus on this, is Hosea 6, verses 1 through 3. Hosea 6, verses 1 through 3. Ready? Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. Oh, God, why do you have to tear us so that I can heal you? What? That doesn't make sense. I know. I know. It doesn't seem to make sense. But it's the reality. It's the reality. It does make sense in God's mind, in, you know, but to us it doesn't. Oftentimes, he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down. He did it. He did it. He has struck us down. Of course, it's Israel, but I'm applying it to all of us as well. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, and it's really just yamim. It's just after days, he'll revive us. It's really the emphasis of the third day. He, he will give us life again, chayinu. He will raise us up that we may live, again, chai, chai, the word for life, chayim, he will, that we may live before him. Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the geshem, the showers, as the malkosh, the spring rains, the yore on the earth. All three words used there. Isn't that something? Hosea 6.3. Wow. This is what I want you to please take with you today, these verses. They're so powerful. The three-letter root this article mentions for the word Geshem is also the root for the word Lehit Geshem, Lehit Geshem, which means to fulfill or realize something. Making something come into being that was not. The way that rain causes things to sprout up into life from shriveled 
buried and invisible seeds. God will fulfill all his promises to his people, to Israel and to you, as surely as the going out of the dawn. So let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the Geshem, as the Malkosh Yore on the earth. James also relates to this idea of the rain this way, James 5, verses 7 and 8. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until he receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Isn't that great? Crystal Buckholter Jewish believer and cantor here in our city. I asked her if she was she was uh, wanted to come and share it. She she was going to come, but it was a little. What is hard? Her son's birth birthday is today, and they were celebrating. So it, so I said, just stay. I'll I'll share it for you. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm going to quote her. I told her I'm going to quote her. She said this. She said, I wanted to share something with you on this Shmini Atzeret. This is from this week because it's so pertinent to the Jewish believers. I have never been particularly prophetic, she says, but the Lord has been absolutely pouring himself out to me since Rosh Hashanah. He gave me the following scripture on Yom Kippur. I wrestled with it, told my heart it was time to, he told my heart it was time to release it. It's time for the Jewish believers to pray this in, and those part of the, that are with the Jewish believers. For the Jewish people to be gathered to him as spotless before him, prepared for his return, just as the sacrificial lambs were gathered to Jerusalem at the appointed times. This is the appointed time to pray it in. He then sent me to Isaiah 40, where he says, quote, get you up on a high mountain, Zion. At the end of the passage, he says, he will gather the lambs to himself, close to his chest, and gently lead the mother lambs. He is preparing many Jews for repentance and salvation in 5783, in this next year, she's saying. We are going to see the greatest wave of Jews coming to faith yet. Listen, I know there's a lot of people that say, this is from the Lord, and this is a prophecy, and and I know, listen, I was saved through the earth was going to end, and, or Jesus was coming back in 1984, and that got me saved. So listen, it, it helped get me to the Lord. I know. It didn't happen. He, I'm just, he didn't come back. But listen, I don't, I don't, also the word of God says don't despise prophesyings, right? Don't despise. Don't, don't, don't quickly dismiss them. And I respect this woman of God, and, she, and if she says she doesn't usually get these things, this was from the Lord, let's not despise it. Let's hear it. Let's take note. Let's, I want to believe this. I want to believe this. I'm excited about this. I want to read it again. He will gather the lambs to himself close to his chest and gently lead the mother lambs. He is preparing many Jews for repentance and salvation in 5783. We are going to see the greatest wave of Jews coming to faith yet. She continues, he will pour himself out on the leaders of the Jewish believing community in preparation for this influx of believers. 
On today of all days, when we are praying for rain, water, a symbol of the Ruach, the Spirit, he told me to start encouraging Jewish believers and those who stand with them to start praying this in. Start praying this in. And then she quotes, here's the verse the Lord gave her, Ezekiel 36, verses 37, 38. Adonai Elohim says, in addition, I will let the house of Israel Pray to me to do this for them, to increase their numbers like sheep, like flocks of sheep for sacrifices, like the flocks of sheep in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, it, it, at its designated times. In this decree, the, the, decree will the ruined cities be filled with flocks of people. Then they will know that I am Adonai. Father, we just pray that right now. We pray for this rain to come upon our people, Lord, on the Jewish people. Lord, we thank you for giving this word to Crystal, Lord. And we, we thank you, Lord, that you want to see many Jewish people and people from the nations, Lord, those from the nations, coming to salvation this year, Lord, fulfillment of your prophets, of your word, Lord. You said it's going to happen, Lord. And we pray this would be a great year of a great influx of Jewish people coming to faith in Yeshua. And, as a, as, and from that, many, many from the nations, because we know it's all connected, Lord. So we pray, Lord, for this to happen. This year, Lord, we pray we would be a part of bringing it about through prayer. I know Melissa, Lord, we pray for her continued healing, Lord, from COVID. Lord, which has on her heart such a time of prayer, Lord, a vigil, I think, or a time of real intense prayer. Lord, we pray, Lord, and those and those in the prayer team, and those that are praying so faithfully, Lord, we pray we would see great, and, and Reverend Beverly and all those praying, Suzanne, Lord, praying intense, faithfully, Lord, we pray we'd see this great harvest, Lord, and all be a part of bringing it, seeing it come to pass, Lord. We take this admonition, Lord, this admonition, Lord, seeing many come to repentance and salvation in 5783, Lord. Thank you, Lord, your desire to see your people returning to you. Thank you. So Hosea 6, 1 through 3 reveals, really reveals how this happens, folks. Uh, let me, so let's finish on this again. Hosea 6, 1 through 3, Come and let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. And the word heal means to loosen pain. He loosens pain. He has stricken. And you know what that means? To disable. It means to strike blows and to disable. But he will bind us up. He'll set it back in place. He'll set it back in place, it means in the Hebrew. But he's the one that does it. Don't blame circumstances or conditions or, you know, I can't blame people. I can only say, God, you're doing this. I can't even blame the devil. Listen, uh, <clears throat> after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. Wow, this is what God's going to do for our people, has to do it to bring us to him. This is what, why does he hurt us in order to heal us? I don't understand. Why does he disable in order to enable? Why does he kill us to make us alive, First Samuel 2 says? 
But he does. I don't know why. He even uses the evil one to do it. Did you know that? You say, well, is that in the Bible? Are you sure? It's sure. You bet it is. How about Job? And God was the one that said to Satan, said, do you notice my servant Job? God was the one that initiated to this and let the devil do it, right? But God did it. How about Paul's thorn in the flesh? 2 Corinthians 12. Paul said it was a messenger. He prayed so many times, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. And finally he said it was a messenger of Satan to buffet him. God allowed it. And then the serpent with Adam and Eve in the garden with the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Tov vera'at making things, which was basically to complexify everything. He said, take him away from the singularity of devotion, of knowing of the Lord. Replace it with something else. So God said, I allow this so I can heal you. I want it so I can bring you to a place where it's me healing you, where, it's, where you're broken. I can say, we can say, why does God do all this I, all I know is I can look at the people that God has broken, the people that God has used, uh, everyone that God has used to do great things are people that have been through a lot. Can you see, can you see that? Can we see, agree on that? Anyone, any servant, man or woman that God has used on this throughout history and that you know or I know that has been used to touch others with the love of God, with the power of God's love and, and, and life has been broken by God. And been and gone through a lot, and you say, if I if you look back and say, do I wish those things happened? Those things, no. You say, I would change. You, I would I would not have wanted them to happen, but they did. And now, and you see God's purpose in it all. So let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is established as the dawn. He will come to us like what? Like the rain. Like the latter and former rain to the earth, pouring winter rains, Geshem. Let's say Geshem, the pouring winter rains. Malkosh, let's say Malkosh, the latter spring, harder, the harder spring rains. Let's say Yore, the early fall, former rains. In other words, God sending the right rains at the right times to accomplishing, accomplishing the right results. We thank you, Lord, for your purpose, Lord, in making us dependent upon you to pray and find, seek you and know you. And we thank you for your purpose in it all. Your ways are not our ways, Lord, and we trust you in Isaiah 55. Your ways are, your thoughts are not our, higher than our thoughts. Your ways are higher than our ways, Lord. And we thank you for your love and your purpose in Yeshua's name. Amen. If you've never trusted Yeshua today, you've never placed your faith in him, would you give your life to the Lord today? We would appeal to you. Turn over your, the reins of your life, the control of your life to God. Say, Lord, I need you. I want you. Thank you for sending Yeshua as a sacrifice for my sin. Come into my life, Lord. Take me. I give myself to you today. Reign upon me, Lord. Give me your reign. I need your reign, Lord, from heaven, God. I'm tired of doing it my own, in my own strength, Lord. I need you. And if you're praying that prayer and trusting Yeshua, contact us. Let us know so we can help you. There'll be folks, some wonderful people to pray with you. 
that will care to pray with you after service. When we end just in a moment now, a little few minutes now. So feel free to come up for prayer if you're here. But if you're watching online, then contact us. Yesa Adonai panave lecha, v'yasem lecha shalom. B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach, sar shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. God bless you. Shabbat shalom.